1: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Gene Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick Shields, and I have here with me Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane?
2: I'm good, Rick. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing better. Shows do it to me. I don't know. It is in part, I think, when I just say, welcome, everybody, it, it just, it's infectious on me. I try anyway to let it be. <laughs> <sighs> Plus, it's been you know, a sunshiny day. It's been a busy day. Lots of little, little things. Little things.
2: I guess you don't want to hear that it's been a really peaceful day over here for me, eh?
1: Yeah, no. That actually (laughs) is good news. I like that peaceful day thing. I kind of had one of those yesterday, so I guess I was due today for a little food.
2: I suppose, yes.
1: You just get the little nitpicky things that, you know... Aren't quite right type 3D little nitpicky things, you know? Seems like they shouldn't have ought to be.
2: well, Those are the ones that you're supposed to just take a deep breath and go. (sighs) And step away for a minute.
1: Yes. Step away from the confusion.
2: Step away. Step away.
1: Step away. We We don't though, do we? Often we don't. You can't see the forest for the trees when you're in the middle of it. Sometimes seems
2: no, you just keep pushing to better
1: at the step back. And a good place to step back, take a deep breath, and be amongst people that care about you would be with our friends over at Inner Child. Quite right, friends and sponsors.
2: Absolutely, you can uh, find them at www.innerchild.ning.com or their amazing um, collection of. Written and creative works at W W U
1: A I, whole I, lot
2: I, of Ws innerchild dot magazine.
1: dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. Cool stuff.
2: It is indeed.
1: It's okay. we really hit our swing, you know, in about what? I don't know. Second half hour? <laughs> No, no, no. We're going to have fun. My brother's here, so he'll take care of everything. We'll just let him talk. Uh, But we'd also like to mention our friend, sister, and and sponsor, and so many things to us, Inez Martin's. Absolutely. Who uh, is not only all those things. He's next Tuesday's guest, too. So there's a two-for-one. We like the two-for.
2: Yes, a little bit of... um animal communication going on.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be very cool.
2: Absolutely.
1: And uh, But for tonight, we'll have spirit communication, I suppose you could say, because uh, uh, we're going to have the music that s- soothes the savage beast. And um, among several things that my brother does,
2: mm-hmm.
1: my brother from another mother, I'll I'll go ahead and let people off the hook because I'm sure you can see the picture and, you know, the family resemblance is maybe not there. But it's my brother, I tell you for true. We have with us tonight Brandon Babb. Hello, guys. Hey there. How are
3: you? Hey. I'm doing very well now. Excellent. That's all. Awesome. I was already doing well, but I'm doing very well now that I sat back and just took your recommendation to WUSA. Uh, yes,
2: you gotta lose yeah. you,
3: you gotta, got do it. The, and
2: um you know it's it's uh one of those things i I highly recommend to people is that if it's getting to you, then just step off
1: well uh, the um uh, pre pre show ritual does it for me, maybe. Because, see now I have a cup of coffee, and I'm all settled in and situated, and I was kinda. <laughs> Hanging by the thread there for a little bit. It's all in my own head, though.
2: Absolutely. But we're, we're not, not don't wanting have a to talk about
1: you. Oh, good. Thank goodness.
2: I so want to talk about him. So how Brandon, about you
1: with your questions?
2: Yeah. Who the hell are you and what do you do?
3: <laughs> Brandon, Bob? Well, um, I'm just a normal down-to-earth guy. Uh, I see myself as a very loving person. Uh, may not always be that way but now when i'm in my um i'll call my mode my awareness I, I know that everything is in balance and it just makes me smile so for the most part that's me and i love music rick knows that um <laughs> uh, i've been playing the piano since i was my grandma likes to say two but i say about three years old um um, she had a lot of influence on, on uh, nurturing that because um, I, she raised me. She was, um, I believe she's my spiritual guardian um, just because of the influence, the wonderful influence that she's had on me, um, not only, uh, uh, you know, as far as just daily life, but spirituality. Um, sh- she is the, uh evangelist um so we grew up in a very uh, what i would call christ centered home and we we were taught to put god first and, into everything and and sh- she basically was the example of having a personal relationship now whatever spiritual background we may have like you know it's always good when you have it on a personal level um, that way you can invite it into your daily life, and it's just not something we do um, on a special day, but we do it in the moment. That's what she kind of taught me with her by example. And the rest, the rest just took its way. Um, she uh, uh, had me um, participating in functions at churches and things like that, and um, I would come back home, and I would try to play like hymns on the piano just by ear that was the way I started off and she would always be in the kitchen cooking and um I would go messing with the piano or the organ and one day she heard me just by ear just pick something up off the radio um it was playing uh, one of her songs like um I know actually it was two different songs but the one I remember most is um um Rick, you can help me with this. I always call it Lean On Me, but my buddy always says that's not the name of the song. Is it Lean On Me? Or it goes, uh, could be. Dun, dun, dun. Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Stand that's By Me. That's it. Well, I was playing that that tune, and um, basically it just it started coming through my fingers, and I started to play the whole thing. And I've never had any type of piano training in my a day in my life before then it was all just uh, freestyle uh, and she just was amazed by that so she came over to the piano and you know she had to be amazed because she said um, she asked me she said Brandon do you want to um, play the piano and I said yeah I'm playing it now she's like no do you want to play it do you want to get piano lessons because I think you're really good at it and so I'm me being excited I'm only you know you know knee-high I'm like, yeah, I'll, that would be really great, you know Thank you, Granny uh, her, We call her Grandma Granny um, Family's from Trinidad um, Granny's how we say grandma um, So I say, yeah, thank you, Granny And, she you know, Granny said, well it's, uh, I have someone in mind But I know it's going to be a little cost, cost You know, cost costful. So what we're going to do Is we're going to ask your godmother My godmother, her name was Nola McCray She was a French teacher um, Lived next door to us um and i used to go buy clean her yard and things like that for ice cream i happened to go by there um and uh and and play the piano for her sometimes too just making up stuff but never anything serious until that moment it seemed like something excelled in, my, in me musically well grandma told me to go by Nola and ask her if i could uh, if she could help me with my piano school you know paying the tuition if i do some yard work and things like that for her well you know, my sweet Nola, being how she is, she instantly said yes. I mean, she was the most... When I think about her, oh, she passed that uh, a couple years ago, but when I think about her, I just remember how loving she was. She uh, just exemplified it uh, uh, constantly. When I see this woman, she just outpoured love. She just told me yes, and 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 it was without any hesitation. Um. And that from that day we uh, we went to Parrish Musical Arts Conservatory is located on Broad Street here in Columbus, Ohio. Um my music teacher was named was Roger Parrish. He had um had several students who would go there and we would uh go see him about once. It was about once a week. And I, the first thing I got into, I remember my first class, he said, well, what do you want to focus on, Brandon? Like, what, do you, what type of music do you like? And I said classical, because I was big. Even though I played all these other songs, I was big on Beethoven and Amadeus Mozart. I just loved it. I fell in, leave, uh, fell in love with Fur That was, you know, one of my favorite um, classical pieces I used to love to listen to and Moonlight Sonata. So we got to learning those. And he... He built my confidence up right away because he kept telling me he's, he's really impressed with how quickly I pick it up. And one of the things he noticed is I don't even read the music. He he's basically noticed that I sat down and I just look at the papers once and then I play the whole song and I don't look back up. He didn't like that because he says he wants me to learn theory at that time. He's telling me, he's like, Brandon, you, I want you to learn the theory. He said, you have a gift. Like, but, I want you to learn the theory, so I need you to read the notes. so I'm playing and I'm reading the notes for him, but at the same time in my mind, I'm just really staring at the paper, and I'm still memorizing it. <laughs> I'm just looking like I'm reading but um, yeah, from a lot of those things, when I look back on it now, I realize that the music really was um a way for me to learn about my connection to my to this um, environment and the people around me, because by um, making music and watching how it affects people, um, it really gave me some feedback on 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 humans on a psychological standpoint, or you can call it metaphysical, spiritual. However, but I just started to notice, you know, certain notes, certain sounds, and certain genres, um, certain feelings in the music cause a certain type of reaction in you know in the environment, and I I've always find that. Uh, amazing it's like I look at music like it's I'm a scientist and in um, or or you can call me a chemist and I'm in the lab mixing chemicals and creating my concoction and my concoction just happens to come out to be sound Um, and and you know and then Rick I have you drink the concoction and I watch how it affects you I'm just using you as an example but, um, <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I've listened to a few,
3: or shall I say, drunk a few. <laughs> well, the coolest thing about this, and I, it's so much, I can't dive. I don't want to dive into one area too much. I really want to talk about um, how it, how these things um, have b- brought me to the where I'm at right now. Um, oh yeah.
1: We're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna grill you around a little bit. It'll be fun. I promise.
3: I'm ready for it. But, uh, uh,
1: but the music is the one that uh, uh, folks know you by, and for those that don't know, the uh, our opening theme, our closing theme.
2: Uh, My book trailers.
1: All of Gene's book trailers.
2: My videos.
1: All of our videos, <laughs> except the ones about changemakers, have uh, Brandon's music behind them. Uh, I think we might have gotten one song one time from the Free Music Archive, and it was just too much work. When you can just say Brandon, and poof, music. And <laughs> uh, uh, and you've done music for some projects besides ours, haven't you? Yes,
3: I have. Uh, the most recent project that I work that I'm working on actually, because it's still going on, is uh, is a director out of uh, Long Beach, California. His name is Mark Solomon uh, for Play Pictures Media. He's um act actually um, working on a pilot for ESPN. Um, it's called Camp Chuck, and it's starring Chuck Carothers. Um, he's the uh, uh I think one time uh, Olympic gold medalist in um, BMX. Yeah. The ones with the motorbikes doing the flips and stuff in the dirt. I love it. Oh yeah. I haven't really dug into it too deeply, but whenever I see it, I love what I'm seeing. But, um, yeah, he, he went down to, uh, Chuck has about a seven or eight acre, if I remember correctly, um, uh, well, actually 60 acres, what I'm being told, uh, Motocross Park in somewhere in Houston, Texas by you, Rick. Ah, I know where there is one not far from here. I, I've yeah. never done and that, it but it looks good. I'm with you. It, uh, it might be that it looks one. looks good. <laughs> well, yeah, he built it, so, um so you know his other motocross buddies could come there and train you know for the major events so uh mark hooks up with uh chuck and they decide to uh make a documentary about it and then um mark slides the you know the uh the trailer to one of his buddies that has a connect on ESPN and ESPN loves it so last year he actually in 2010 it was actually he um did a small series. You can find it if you just Google Camp Chuck on ESPN. Um, It's on there. And then ESPN asked them to actually um, reactivate that and they want to redo it. They actually liked it the first time, but they want to take it to another level. So he's refilming it. Um, He used um, one of my pieces called the Miroslav Effect. It's a classical piece um, with with other elements in it as well. But he used that for the trailer um, along with some other um highlights in the film itself um and along with a lot of other uh, artists that are on that actual pilot but it's a nice opportunity and then um besides that I'm working on some music for some of my friends who are actually doing some um filming in uh Kenya we're actually working on that right now um he's actually um working on a um independent film that and as far as the details with it, I know it has to. I, I really don't want to describe his plot because um, he really didn't get oh, yeah. the gist of it. But it looks. But from the little clips I've seen, it's pretty interesting. I can't wait to see where it goes. But yeah, it seems as though um, things are really starting to span with the music, and I'm really, really grateful um, that I, you know life is unfolding the way it is, and I'm getting to you know share it with other people. I used to not always be that way. I used to always hide hide my music and. Worry about a lot of things, and you know, someone asked me a question: Who do you make your music for? Who's, who's, who's? You know, you can be your worst critic and no one hears you, and, or you can let people hear you. You know, you make the music, let let them hear it. Um, my medium friend actually told me that. Break, mm. if you know about her, Jelly Smith, she's a member. Um, yeah. She's the reason I I bring her up, and I hate to always slide into the spiritual connection with the music because the music is. Is well, really, they're intertwined, really. They are. They are. That's, that's what I was going to say. And the reason I'm starting to r- understand the importance of the music is because of the, you know, the, the spirituality connection to it. Even my own um, Zodiac says that I have the uh, ability to make med- uh, meditative melodies that are very healing. And I never paid attention to it until recently. And I'm like, aha, that's what it's talking about. Duds right there you know I was talking about you know the the things I can do with music um um actually can help other people which I love to help people that's that's what I'm here for I, my greatest satisfaction out is out of life is being able to see other people happy and smiling and content um and me able to contribute to that to magnify it so that's beautiful yeah it is especially when we, when I'm there myself <laughs> right, Which right I try to be that most of the time
1: well you know it's I, I, I took a picture I hung on my Facebook wall yesterday or the day before it shows the back of a, a monk of some sort meditating and it says you know the uh, beginner asked the you know teacher the master uh I'm discouraged and the master said well then encourage someone else
3: I it's, like that one
1: it's a it, it's an almost fail safe uh method and and we're going to talk about one of your big avenues for that uh probably after our uh, first break I want to hear a little bit more about your music and and uh uh, how it's just kind of found its way into places like ESPN and Changemakers and wherever else it ends up. Um, but it, that's the uh, website that you have, uh, Starseed411. Uh, uh-huh. Because it is a Starseed website, but I know that a lot of people come there and talk about how different it is and and that they come there and they get support and they get answers and and I don't know about you but I like hang back sometimes as as an admin because I think it's fun to see the number of people that will chime in to offer support and their opinion and their viewpoint um uh, so I know that's a big part of your helping people thing um,
3: Oh yeah we have a wonderful group of people on there everyone but, I enjoy it
1: a lot. Uh, I do, too. I, I think it's a good good group of folks. I don't get to spend as much time there as I once did, and I miss it sometimes. Um, oh, you're still there. You're all over the place. Oh, well, yeah. I'm here, there, and everywhere. Uh, but, again, not us. Uh, you'll find Brandon or I. or There's always somebody online, just about, but... You can find Brandon or I at some really odd hours in the chat room at 411. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I think we catch you when you're on your way back from changing diapers or something in the middle of the night. (laughs) All of that. It's
3: like
1: 3 a.m., you know, and I'm not sleeping for whatever reason, so I'll just get on to see or there'll be something to approve and I'll get on. Brandon, (laughs) and there you are.
3: <laughs> well, all of that is thanks to you and everyone else that's on there. Um, basically, the way that Star Starseed 411 came about is really, I have to give credit to Lavendar from Starseed Hotline. I found Lavendar, and what she talked about just intrigued me. It resonated with me. Um, because I had just discovered the indigo ray and the crystalline ray and how uh, the new movement of people, there's people that come before us that blaze the trail spiritually by being the uh, the ones that stand up, you know, without a name and just do things, you know, because, it, you know, they know it's right in their inner being. And then she, uh, um, I understood, you know, as far as uh, where we stand, I, my medium friend and I mentioned, you know, a couple minutes ago, Joey Smith, I met her and she got to talking about, um, indigos and crystals and I'm like, what's this? It sounds interesting, but what is this? And she basically, uh, directed me towards that and she explained to me that I resonate with the indigo ray and my oldest daughter is a crystalline, um, we Now, both of those things I didn't discover immediately after each other, some space in between, but um, discovering that just basically opened my eyes to a deeper layer, that and the meditation that I started doing with Jose Silva, I would sit home and I would just sit in a chair and the binaural beats would be going off and I would be uh, paying attention to, the, to the, uh, the movement of the energy from my feet going up through my legs, you know, all the way to the top of my head, and then I would feel this base um this type of uh buzzing going on, and Jose Silva on the meditation is telling me that's what I'm going to feel, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm right there." You know, and uh I was really doing this because I really felt a change was needed in my life. I wanted to get focused, and I felt like I had just discovered a window to a deeper layer of life when I found out about indigos and crystals. So I jumped all in because I, I am always the one that's here, you know, looking at how can I improve? How can I be more of service? How can I be of more service to myself? How can I, you know, reach that point where I am blissful and I can make other people feel that way, you know, without even having to say anything, maybe just being that reflection for them. um And The meditations was doing that for me because I would do the meditations and I would go back and make music, and the music was the most happiest. uh, The energy from it was the most blissful thing that I have ever experienced at that point. I remember naming a song heaven because I couldn't even think of the words for it, and all it was was basically just harps, um, strings. It was really calm paced, and it just captured uh, an energy that was totally unique compared to the music that I was used to listening to before then, it put it just put me in a place. And it's like I make the music, I listen to the music, the music changes me, then I change the music. Then I go back and this process just repeats. And it's like my music is actually um, an activation portal for myself. And it's and you know, whoever is taking it in. And it's like every time I make something, It makes me resonate with it We resonate and then I go back and make something again And then when I started to understand that As the years go by It's like I started to gain confidence In what I'm doing and realizing If I'm looking for a purpose I am the purpose and I'm doing it So just enjoy what I'm doing And capture the excitement of, of it While I'm doing it So it can be channeled Into the action And that way that energy is what actually um causes that change It's because when I capture that happiness in my music by having fun and being happy while I'm making it and just enjoying the process and allowing it to flow uh um and you Rick, you know about channeling um that's unanimous with any type of channeling is basically you capture the energy and you allow it to flow in confidence right and I started to understand that from it, and I'm still understanding this from a music standpoint. It's universal, really, outside of music, and music, that's the way you want to do it. If you know an R&B singer who's taking the lessons and they have a teacher who's standing there with them, one of, one of the things that's common is they'll tell you, if you really want to sing, sing from that place where you resonate with what you're singing. That way you channel the feelings. You don't even have to actually have the experience of what you're singing. You just have to be able to go there and reflect that or channel that. And then that's people like us hear someone um singing um uh basically going to that place, and it resonates with us. we can feel it in our heart, and we are like, "Wow, you know a lot of music that we love is the one that we can feel, and it just it just hits you right in the middle of your chest you know um and and it just touches you, and that's because they channel so well, so that's the thing that I'm really emphasizing with my music now um for the most part is to try to channel that fun stuff and by the same time it's like making the music is actually the spiritual process you know and it's and 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 the, and the enjoyment i get out of it is when i play something for somebody and they're like wow this is so blissful or this is so chill or this is so fun and or i love this you know and they sit there and Um, I was with a buddy last night, we were working on music, and we had a long conversation about um, just different topics with music genres and and, and the things we used to listen to in high school, you know, the rap and all that stuff. Sure. And and we were talking about the ones, the change makers, the ones that came in and basically changed the genre by coming out with a totally different sound, just a total different vibration than what was um, the norm at the time. And so me, um, going back to my days in 94, I think, was the greatest um, year in in rap and hip-hop because you had so many different artists coming out at the same time that were totally different than before. Um, I started naming people off, and I named off Outkast. Um, You have Andre 3000, and you have uh, Big Boy, who's a part of that group. They came out with an album called AT Aliens. And us, Star Season, anybody that's um, universally aware of, will eat that name up. But the thing they called it AT Aliens, I'm not sure how aware of it, uh, the other stuff they were when they came out with that, is because they literally consider, considered themselves to be totally different than anything that was out, and they were. And and, and they in their first video, they emphasized uh, themes about Egypt. They had pyramids going on, um, people walking in that, and aliens and all types of stuff, but their music was totally off this planet. So in this conversation we're bringing up, the reason we're talking about that is because we get to the fact that when you remember someone's music, you really remember it because the ones that make you resonate different or they give you a sound that you didn't even expect coming. And um, we were playing some songs, and 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 um, I could also basically think of all the people who are different, and I like my sound, and I know that I have a, a basically a vibration that's very quirky, very different um, But it can be very helpful And so uh, as days go on And you know as of you know yesterday I was just thinking about that's why I'm right here And that's why I'm doing this You know and that's why it's fun Is because I I resonate Somewhere that when I You know produce my music um, It can take you Somewhere different and it can be helpful To you you know and you can be helpful To yourself and to other people You know, and that's why it's really fun. And it's really cool when you get people who, uh, you know, who who vibe with you and do the same thing or, you know, are just um, appreciative of it, you know, and can see it for what it is. You know, and even if they don't, it's still cool. Everything serves its purpose.
1: Well, and Mm -hmm. even if you don't tell them in advance, whether it's blissful or chill or what, but they say the thing you had in mind, you know, you did your part. it, It. Music is vibration, and vibration is is what is the stuff of life here, and right. uh, uh, so it's really a form of communication that's beyond language. It's telepathic. And, right. um, uh, but I think you're right. I think a lot of songs that have deep meaning for people come through folks that they never thought about that, or <laughs> wouldn't think about that, or... Uh, I know Jane wouldn't know anything about just having words come through your pen. Me, no. Not knowing what's coming until you read it
3: afterwards.
2: I have never (laughs) experienced anything like that in my life at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm far too normal for that.
3: One of the coolest things that, that, that started happening is when I make certain types of music, I would also have certain types of experiences after listening to them you know, for the first time. Um, and one of the things that's happened to me is um, I've had what you call UFO experiences. Um, it started back maybe the first time I, I became aware of this is I was actually working at a church called World, World Harvest Church. So on the uh, south side of Columbus where I live in Ohio. And I was working with this. um, It was a seminar, a business seminar, and they had all the. um, They had Joe Montana, they had Jim Tressel from the Ohio State Buckeyes, they had um, the Walsh guy from Cops. Bill, what's his name, Rick? Oh,
1: you would, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. The uh, Most Wanted, or whatever.
3: Yeah, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, They had a few. Um, big-name people, and I I volunteered to work there just to, you know, soak up that stuff and, you know, and help out. Um, Well, I was working late. Everybody came and left. I was one of the last ones there. My wife, she works all the way on the north side. We share one car. Um, So basically, I'm going to be waiting it out until she gets to pick me up. Well, it it becomes around 8 o'clock. It's getting dark. This was in September of 2010, to give you the exact time frame. Um, I'm sitting outside on a park bench by the church in the parking lot. And a couple of folks that drove by and asked me if I'm okay. I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just sitting out here relaxing, waiting for my wife. She's on her way. I talked to her. So I'm sitting out there, and, you know, time goes by. She worked, My wife, is a um, she's a manager in retail. And if you know anything about retail, is, they don't go too much by a clock. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sometimes the schedule just doesn't work out that way, right? And I'm very patient, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm I know that you know wherever I'm at is for a reason, but the other side of me starts to get impatient from sitting out there. You know, I'm starting to feel more alone. It's dark out there. I'm out all the way in the boonies, so I just start looking up. It's a full moon, and I'm like, oh man, these stars are just beautiful, and I'm just looking up, and that moon is just glowing, and it's like I feel like I'm out in the country almost. It's so far to the edge of the city. There's hardly any city light out there, really. It's just natural light besides the few um, um, street lights that are in the parking lot, lamps or whatever you want to call them. So as I'm looking, um, I see something streak across the sky. like it almost look like a shooting star. Or maybe it was, I can't tell you about that, but it caught my attention. I'm like, wow, you know, and it's like, it's really beautiful out here. And I had an awareness of UFOs and things like that at the time. So I was always looking and stuff like that, but I had never seen anything. So I couldn't tell you nothing about any type of personal experience. So I look over my shoulder and I see, you know, looking over my shoulder, I see some, let me say it this way, in my peripheral vision. I see something weird that actually draws me to look over my shoulder, look back at the sky behind me. There's a darker area in the sky. It looks darker than the other areas around it, like if there's something up there. And as I'm looking at it in a flash, it took no more than about five to ten seconds. The, the, from the moment I looked in, I realized there's a darker area. a tiny, was started as a tiny burst of light opens up like a portal. If you know anything about the Norway spiral, i seen this, and this was like the Norway spiral. Um, It opened up a portal in the sky, and this light, white light comes out, and it's pulling light behind it as it's moving very slowly. And it blew my socks off that this was happening. The feeling I got from that, from seeing it, I can never describe it to you. It was something totally different, and I think it was um, definitely connected to the experience. It started pulling the light out as it was moving. And then all of a sudden, as the as the line of light gets long behind it, it m- moves in a fashion to pull, to gather the light all the way into a ball and then streaks across the sky to disappear. After I seen that, I could not be mad about anything, about any type of waiting or anything. I said I was here for that, <laughs> you know. And it was really cool. Well, that was around the time I had just made – um. The the Miroslav Effect, and I had made another song called Ananda Means Bliss for my daughter. My daughter's name is Ananda. Actually, the song preceded her, but I named the song after her. I really tell it, you know, sometimes vice versa, because I think I knew my daughter was coming, and I made the the song for her first to precede her. Well, Ananda is Sanskrit. It means blissfulness in Sanskrit. It also is the name of um, um, Buddha's first cousin, which was his most beloved. Um, cousin, um, and it, all, all of those things that I read um, basically wanted me to name her that. I call her Ananda because of that blissfulness, and that's what I wanted to, her to um, to resonate with, and she does. But um, those songs, when I made those, we would play them in the car all the time. I noticed when I would see things after that experience, especially that I had, you know, working at that church volunteering certain times days and full moons and things like that I play certain songs and I get in certain type of moods I see certain types of experiences and um as far as UFOs um and I see a lot of things on YouTube where people call they do what's called like calling them and things like that I think that's really just what you res, what your what type of frequency you're sending out I mean you can get that you can get in that way um doing a lot of things but I think the the uh the, Basically, the episodes, the events that we're seeing when we have those UFO um, sightings are basically just confirmations from our higher self about the synchronity in the moment and that we are going somewhere beautiful and we are right where we need to be at that time. It's similar to the 11-11, you know, there's certain folks and when you see that, that type of thing, it's it's a confirmation from, from a higher vibration that you are right where you need to be always. And, and that's the way I take it now. I didn't take it, you know, I didn't go all the way there when I initially saw it. But after seeing it a couple times more, um, and 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 having some deep thoughts on it, um, it's like that. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. That's what I put in my music rig. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and uh, and you do it well. So why don't we take a break? And uh, and of course, having you know, uploaded a couple of songs is. This afternoon, I did not pick any of the ones we've just discussed, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I have all right. I have put a link up to your R-Stage uh, profile so that uh, everybody can go have a listen to those uh, after the show. But um, I've got this one just mostly because of the title, uh, so why don't you tell us about this song, and then I will play it for everybody. This one is called Violence, Love, and Lord
3: Strings. Okay.
1: That was one of
3: the very first songs I made. So that was a nice choice. Um, The reason for the name is really, it's based off of uh, where I was at when I was making it. And the lower strings is actually the type of strings that I I chose. I really love um, symphonic classical instruments, and especially violins and things like that, because... Um, just the sound they put out. I really haven't encountered someone who didn't love a violin sound. So uh, you can never go wrong with that if you if you know how to you know manipulate it to play the notes that that sound you know the way you want it to sound. Um, when I made that, I it's funny. I'm laughing thinking about it because it's so awesome. It's, it was around the time where me and my my wife were actually. Um, Getting serious in her relationship, so it is actually uh, a dedication to her. Ah, uh-huh. um, in, in a way. So
1: I missed Ananda, but I got uh, <laughs> got the wife in, so that's good. All yeah, right. Uh,
3: so cool. when I when I made it, I was you know, I was that that love is basically that 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 puppy that fresh love. I can't call it puppy love because it's more than that, but it's that too. Yeah,
1: there's some of that in there. It's always good. <laughs> I like a little puppy love now and again. You do, too. Me, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I talk in funny voices. I do all kind of weird, <laughs> dinky, silly stuff. I like silly. Silly's helpful. You know. Oh, it is. It helps loosen you up. Yeah, yeah, some silly in the middle of my afternoon could have made all the difference today. So, see, you're here to remind me.
3: Yeah. You've you got to make faces that you're not used to making. It's a type of uh, meditation. You gotta make sounds you're not used to making, you gotta stretch your weight. That's what yoga is. It's basically breaking out of the monotony. So that's what weird is, is basically just getting zany with it. People might look at you weird, but you're stretching the muscles, the your chakras, your your uh your voice, your eyes, everything, you know, you might look like absolutely shaking bonkers. up the energy
1: a little bit, you know.
3: <laughs> what what is that quote, the um uh, uh, the people that
1: were dancing were seen as crazy by the ones that couldn't hear the music.
3: I love that one. I don't know if I really heard that one before. I'll, I'll, I'll have, have to, a bump to look that up
1: and, and, and find it because uh, uh, somebody famous said that. Gene, you got it?
2: No idea. No, no
1: idea. Okay. How you doing over there? You having fun?
2: Me? Oh, I'm, um, as with everything else that Brandon does, his his voice is very melodic, so I'm just, I'm just lying on the bed.
1: Relaxing, yeah, yeah, people talk kind of about you and I having Meditating
2: into his conversation. I have a great question for him when we get back from break, and,
1: uh... Excellent, excellent.
2: I can go back to meditating. And
1: we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this starseed thing a little more. Uh well, hey, your voice to... is likewise. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, people talk about Jane and I having, you know, radio voices, but, uh... Uh, you've definitely got one as well. She knows it. We'll get you and Bill and Jane and I on. we'll put everybody in the, the zone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
1: but here, we'll right. see if we can connect to the love zone a little bit with violins, love, and Lord Strings and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us, folks.
3: Enjoy. beat, still, still, music, music, music. <laughs> one's called you don't know me it's funny you chose that one <laughs> <laughs> so uh
1: there you have it that would be one reason that we haven't played your music on breaks as often as we might have is uh it does tend to send people places and sometimes it's hard to get them back after the break
3: <laughs>
1: uh, You know, it's like, oh, everybody, we're over here. Hi. Um, So I'll ask one quick question before Jean gets her great question. Uh, Tell us the story behind B-Don. I mean, the obvious, I'm sure, is that it's a contraction of Brandon, apostrophe don but it's more than that, eh?
3: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's kind of evolved into that. B-Don... started off as just my nickname in high school it usually it was b or b Don if not my name brandon and then musically it became uh basically uh an acronym for beautifully directed organized noise or blissfully directed organized noise is the way I prefer to say it um uh, because I'm all about bliss um it's basically i i it's my code. Well, what i do with with music is is to basically just channel that that happiness in it and when i'm in that place i think i am at in my zone i am in my maximum when i can uh i can basically channel that 100 percent the way that it feels into the music um and the person can re- re- receive that fully um i i think that's a wonderful thing so um, blissfully directed, organized noise just stuck with it because I'm like, man, that's what it really is about for me. Well, it
1: is beautiful <laughs> and blissful noise, so. Yes. And and organized
3: well. <laughs> well, the definition of sound is organized noise, so I thought that was put it appropriately. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: beautiful. Very cool.
3: <laughs> but...
2: Now I understand what's at the beginning of all those clips that I'm listening to every time I try to do a video. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know uh, what on stood for. Um, now I'm I'm curious as I always am with regards to the whole religion spirituality thing because I I love to hear the the stories of the connection, um, especially as as people are awakening to to the similarities and the common vein um, behind all belief systems. So how does one go from an evangelical household to <laughs> running a starseed um, star board?
3: Oh, man. Years yeah. ago, I wouldn't see myself that, this way either. I, I mean, I've always been one to where... If I change, it's an inner change, and it's a great change, but I stay, I stick with, you know, my beliefs. I'm not easily swayed by external things, so this change was internal. That's the only way it could have happened Um, is basically I got put into um, situations that made me, Basically resonate a totally different way. I went into the Air Force straight out of high school after 9-11 I always sometimes tell the timing wrong, but it was after 9-11 My mom suggested it because I was kind of idle on what I really Wanted to do well actually I know what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to proceed so I think That was an awesome idea and I thought so at the time to just go in there and to see where it leads me, it was it sounded like an fun adventure at the time. So I went in the Air Force, and um, while I was in there, I got to thinking about what am I doing in here? And with the day Bush became in office, you know, not to get political, but I just, I just got a feeling about the whole aura of things and how it was going to change, way before they did. Um, I, I just felt it. So I, I knew, some, you know, some great changes were coming for, you know, at the time I probably didn't know it was for a wonderful reason, but I know that now, you know. But in, in great change there's a lot of chaos because you got to reshuffle the energy. Before one energy can come in, the other one has to be moved out because if you know anything about energy, it's not destroyed. So in that, in order to allow something to move in, you have to move something out. And if people hold on to things a lot, Then it makes that ride a lot rougher, and we hold on to a lot of things as human beings. (laughs) At least, you know, some of us. Speaking from my experience, so and when we're like that, and um, and change just happens to come knocking on the door, um, if we don't, you know, let go and allow things to just flow, it can make the the experience a lot more bumpy than when it has to be. Well, I saw that coming for myself personally, and I saw it around me. Um, And I started to examine, like, where I was, you know, where I was at 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 that time spiritually, financially, um, relationship-wise, everything, Um, but mainly spiritually. I was, you know, in basic training, laying on the bunk, you know, after a hard day. It felt like football practice for, like, an entire day just, you know, doing calisthenics and being yelled at and, you know, being conditioned for what the military exemplifies as far as, um, you know, the Air Force. Um, And I remember just thinking about, you know, my purpose, and it just drove that thought into me in in my core, like, what am I doing? Who am I? Why do I operate the way I do? What are my belief systems? Why are these my belief systems? Where did they come from? It just, Active, it was like an activation. It just happened, you know. I think it was time. There, it was there. I think it was a set time, um, and and I think that event, that event, as far as the military was, um, a key piece in that. I just thought about, you know, the war, the things that's going on. Am I going to have to be deployed? Could I really shoot somebody? You know, even though I don't believe in this war, and I don't believe in um and the reasons behind it, and uh. I know that I love the person over there. And even if they yell at me, I still won't won't see them any differently because all it is is really a misunderstanding. And when there's a misunderstanding, there can be a lot of ugly things that happen unintentionally. So why would I want to harm somebody if they don't even realize what they're doing or if I don't know what they're doing? So I I started to think, like, no, I don't really want to be here doing this in the military. I want to be somewhere out there making a difference in the world now however i do that that's fine but i want to do it on my own terms so the first thing i did was i told him i want to get out of the military what i was told when i said that was oh really are you sure and i said yes yes you know yes sir i am um and he said well all you're going to be able to do is flip hamburgers is what i'm told in my face i thought about that today too it's one of the things i thought about earlier. so all you're gonna be able to do. And I said, well, if that's what I'm here to do, I will be happy doing it. Honestly, as long as I'm making, you know, um, a difference in someone's life, that's really all that matters to me. And when I said that to the guy, he, I guess he really, um, started to understand where I was coming from and what I was about. Um, because when I said it, I know I was very content and I was very um, sincere about it. And he said, okay, and he gave and he agreed to give me my um, honorable discharge. But I had to go through a waiting process for about three months. So they moved me off of the base so no one else could uh, really see that I actually requested to get out because it's really not common. And if it is common, they make sure that it's not known, that, that, that it's actually an option. Um, so they moved me off the base. They had me picking up cigarette butts every morning and only coming outside for two hours a day. And um, I, there was a buddy who was actually going through the out-processing with me. he played the guitar. Um, so he... We we kind of bonded on the music. He gave me his guitar, and I started playing around with it, and 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 that was my thing while I was there. Was you know playing his guitar. I wasn't the best at it, but I got pretty good pretty quickly. <laughs> so it's something that I might pick up um, again soon. But when I came home, I came home different than I left. I came home uh, confused, uh, looking for answers, um, basically not happy with where I was, you know, but, you know, knowing that I needed to be going, getting somewhere, so I was searching, and I think it was an internal search. Um, My journey is a a lot about self-reflection, and in that self-reflection, by going inward, I actually find my connection to everything because I think everything that we uh, connect to is an internal connection, um, despite what, uh, you know, the media portrays to us. Everything that we see is connected inside. The universe is an internal one. And even if you look at the um, sayings of Yahshua, a.k.a. Jesus, you know, uh, can't, maybe I'm not quoting it word for word, but the kingdom of heaven, I always say, is within. That means the dimensions and everything, all that, all stem from within. And um, we're just basically way stations for that, for our, per, our part of the experience of the whole, you know. Another way that I look at it is that instead of having the perception that we're looking at things, why can't it be that something is looking at us? Our eyes are not looking outward, something looking inward. And that's what we're seeing. And it's like a, a totally different type of perception if you take it that instead of the experience of you thinking you're seeing outward, that something is actually looking at you and that's called the experience. And when you see that, it kind of makes you more aware. But um,
1: it's just... Home place is an inside job?
3: Yeah. <laughs> you might as well call it that. But just, um, I was examining different points of view. I just started to get more like a scientist with it. I just started to get out of my box. It's like my grandma, she taught me so much. And, and I just, you know, did it, you know, out of the love for her. And I thought it was the right thing to do. But then I really wanted a connection because I went through, you know, relationships. And I went through and job changes. I went through financial instability. I went through moving and and um, basically the just you know living from day to day, not knowing what I was eating, um, things like that, and being rough relationships, and being heartbroken, and sleeping in um and apart and basically abandoned apartments for the night, or sleeping in my truck when I had one, watching the sun come up, you know, using a coat a jacket for 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 you know warmth. And in those moments, just being in that type of situation, it made me examine where I was at, and it made me more aware of my surroundings. And it made me examine myself and just, you know, look at myself and just go in further inward, 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 and just think, you know, uh, who, are, who am I and what am I about and what do I, you know, what is my connection to this place? And then after a while, you know, it's like perfect timing, you know, my uh, oldest daughter's mom went to go see um, a medium. I never thought of a psychic or anything like that because my, in my connection to the Christianity and my grandma just made us think it was like the devil and things like that. So we didn't have any interest in it. Well, she went and she described her experience and how wonderful it was and how and she made it sound totally different than the way I expected it to be. Um, and she said basically she gave her answer. She didn't go into detail, but she mentioned it. Well, I didn't hop on it right away at that moment. It took me about a couple months, but I ha- I knew where she lived, and I called her up. I had her number, and I called her up, and I scheduled a thirty-minute session. So me being nervous, you know, seeing it like it might be witchcraft and all these other things. This is my perception. This is how much of a change it is compared to me now. I was praying, you know, for you know, asking for protections. I I, bis- I basically I remember the prayer. I said, I asked God to use the situation. to to be my guide and to teach me something in the moment, basically, and to just guide me through it and and let the experience basically channel something into me to empower me. And I asked for um, protection all around me so I didn't have to be in fear. And I remember saying that very sincerely, and then I just drove my truck out to her her place on the west side of town, and I pulled up in her driveway as a house. And I walked in, and I remember walking in, and um, when I walked in the door, she said, "Whoa!" And I smiled, and and, and, you know, I'm like, you know, thinking like, what is, you know, she's very excited. What's the whoa about? And she's like, "I felt you, I felt you in the driveway," and I laughed, and I'm like, you know, I thought it was a joke, and I and I was and I, I, you know, right then I she got me to laugh, and I'm like, she's a very wonderful person. Her name was Joey. Uh, you know, and she said, "No, literally, I felt you in the driveway." She said, "Your energy is like is is intense." She's like, "I felt you coming," and she literally sucked me in with the with that phrase because when she said it, I I totally locked on and wanted to know more. Like, whoa, you because she you know anybody's interested in knowing more about themselves, and it sounded like she was about to tell me something that I didn't know. So she got into talking about you know my energy, and she says, "Well, she said you're very intuitive, you know." And she she was like, you kind of know things without knowing why. And then she went on to describe that as a type of clairvoyance. Now, I had known about clairvoyance because it's funny, even before, right before I went to go see her, I had got into reading books on psychic phenomena with uh, um, uh, Sylvia Brown and things like that. So I was already starting to become interested. Those are the little uh, keynotes that show the change, the gradual change in me. So by the time I got to her, I had an idea of what she was talking about. Um, it's funny that I had that preparation without even realizing it, but I see it as synchronity. So she said clairvoyance, and I know what she's talking about. And then she said, you actually have a type of claircognizance. You know things without even realizing you know them. And it, it that didn't register with me deeply because, honestly, I didn't know what she was talking about. So maybe she's right. It's like I know things without even noticing that I'm channeling them. Um, and, and she explained that I do that with my music and, and I love how she segued that in, um, uh, when I look back at it, she said, you do that with your music, you know, you channel with your music. And then she told me about a friend that I had, um, we got so far into the conversation, I, I might jump around, but it's important that she told me I had a, 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 a close relationship when I was in the military with a, with a girl and we, um, her name was Sheena and we were very close. And the day I went to leave, she was crying. She asked me if I could stay, and something just told me I needed to go home. So it, that relationship, in, you know, ended, you know, in, in, in a way where we were missing each other, but we had to go on our own paths. So um, as I come home, you know, a couple months go by, I go to look her up, um, Google, or Google her or look her up on Internet. I don't think I was even using Google at that time. And I see her name, and I see um, basically she had died in a car accident and driving to her new duty station uh, she had driven all the way from Si uh, mississippi we were stationed at keesler air force base she was drove from there all the way to florida and she didn't stop to rest so she had crashed into a tree and she it really i remember when i read those that line it really hit me and it, and it brought tears to my eyes so Joey brought this up, and she said, um, you've been thinking about a friend, and she's here now, and she wants to tell you that she's going to be a part of your life, and she's in your life still, and she, she and you've been, she told me I was sending out energy to her um, by thinking about her, and that she's here, and she's let me know that she would also play a major part of my life to come. So by getting into all of those things, she just expanded my awareness and made a confirmation for me, and... Uh, to, to basically sum that that up, that question up, Gene. Basically, uh, from the, my point in the military to that that point where I was sitting in front of um, Gina at, at my uh, my medium experience with her, that was the thing that actually kind of gradually shifted me. But when I got to her, it's like the activation was fully on. And I learned about what in, I was an indigo. She told me I was an indigo child, and she explained those things to me. I heard the name, and I wanted to know more about it. And she said, yes, you are part of that. And she said, what you're going through is an awakening process. And I remember reading something about it's called a dark night awakening. It's where your energy, sh- you go through a shift in your life where, from being asleep and living asleep to waking up. We're always waking up. I think it's a, a constant process, but there's a great shift. And it's like what we're used to before and what we're going through, there's a disconnect. And in that disconnect, you know, a lot of people, indigo, whatever you want to call, when you go through an energy change and you feel a disconnect from the previous one, you can get very lonely. And there's the us type of people we feel like we're alone and there's no one else out there like us and it's you know, it's 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 like we're not wanted and or do we have a purpose, or we here for a reason. When really all it is is we're going through a shift. And that energy that we're used to had to be pulled out because something wonderful is about to come in, and it's already starting, but we don't feel it yet. We don't recognize it, so we're stuck in that, you know, that negative perception. But the thing is, is that you know, when you go through change, chaos always precedes something beautiful because the chaos is just a recalibration. You know, it's recalibrating. It's a moving around of the pieces. So that's what was going on with me. The pieces started to move around and i felt disconnected and joey put some type of um she put some type of uh, commitment um some type of uh picture to it some understanding she helped me gain that a lot of it actually and she told me these things how i would be um i would do something with my music how i would do something with computers how i would make a website but I didn't know all of it because one thing is is that when you go to a medium, some of them don't tell you everything because if you're the type of person if they tell you something and you live your entire days looking for it or actively chasing it to where you modify your path, then that's basically um that's basically not honor, honoring some universal laws, and you know there's consequences for things like that because they're universal laws, so it's you know don't tell. Stuff to people where they go and modify their life path, go looking for it, you know. And there's a way that you know when you're a medium and, and you know aware of these things that you'll know. And she explained that to me. So basically, she let me know that if there's something that I know that you need to know, I'm going to tell you. And if there's something that I think you should not know, then forgive me because I won't tell you. And she, she explained it to me the way I'm explaining it to you now. So she, we went through this and she recorded it with the tape cassette and she got to talking. Um, and 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 now from that point, I actually did three sessions with her. Um, I would always go back to her a year apart because I felt like it was a way to come back and to we could talk about the experience and the change I went through in between each times. Well, um, when I went away, I my awareness expanded It led me all the way to lavender, um, and I was pretty much totally aware of indigos and things like that. And the music was really going and starting to grow. And I'm experimenting with new sounds and things like that. And I was really getting focused on, you know, my my, my duty to humanity. Um, and Lavender got to talking about, you know, star seeds and um, us having, you know, other origins. And in that, I started to understand multidimensionality. And it all started to make sense. And then um, it just dawned on me to make a website. Um, because I wanted to collect all of that information, or try to collect all of that information into one place, you know, and 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 have people who you know relate on that to share these type of things. And the one of the things that I decided with the website is I didn't want to make a whole bunch of rules. I wanted it to let it flow um, the way it was. I didn't want it to be one of those type of forums where you um, have to basically. Be thinking about am i violating some process or things like that if you ever um, pay attention to it it's very fluid um and as people come and go as they want you know sometimes people on sometimes you know a lot of people on sometimes nobody's on but it's it's always there and the information is there um and one of the things i love about it is i constantly work on putting my energy into it and my quirkiness or whatever so I, I'm learning how to channel that uniqueness that I channel in the music and the other things um, in other ways, and that is one of them. Basically, is the website and the music, and that's with your help and with and and with the help of many others um, who are there and who are not there. You you have the m um, o s angels dot com. Right, our great friend Elle. I love her to death. Oh, was um, she's awesome. She was awesome. She was helping us, and then she went on to focus on her site. Um, check her site out. It's um, um You have Rick, of course, with Everyday Connection. These are wonderful things that, that are connected to to four 41 Then you have um And Yashitar. she's wonderful over there. She's a friend of mine. Um, we don't get to talk often, but I love her to death for what she does there. Um, and then you have... Um, Starseed Hotline with Lavendar, starseedhotline.ning.com, and uh and uh, her friend Ariel Taylor. Um, really they were the epicenter of what influenced me. They're actually members on our site, but they have so much that they do that they can't be available. We all have our things that we're doing, but um and then you and then you have Jean with hers. You know, it's, it's just an awesome thing. If you pay attention to how many people are actually doing this and how it's it's expanding And we're just, you know, allowing ourselves to be an activation portal, a galactic activation portal where people can come. And even if it's just for a moment, can just connect to that vibe and then take it with them and let it resonate and soak. And then, you know, it takes them wherever it leads. But it's awesome how, you know, we can touch people's lives with something so simple as a, you know, computer. Yeah. Or music or or your voice, Rick. You know, I always tell you, you got the most awesome radio voice. (laughs) Well... it came that I came that way
1: um, and uh so now I talk. that's what I do um, well and i I have had great appreciation for the way that you know someone new will arrive at the site and 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 be you know, hey, I think I'm a star seed, so tell me what what kind where from what what, and from the very beginning you you know have always been very open and reassuring and, you know, you're not alone, but have been, well, what catches your eye? And then, it, you know, because they may say they don't know anything about Star Seeds, but then they'll say, well, you know, I had heard about, I was doing a search for Arcturians or I was doing a search for Pleiadians, and that's how I got, well, okay, go look at that and see what you think. Yes. As opposed to having people arrive and, oh, okay, you go over there in the Pleiadian group and stand in line over there stay in your box don't don't get out <laughs> of there um, and 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 really encourage that self examination, which is really the only way to get there in the end um, and that and that I you know it's obvious even without you perhaps specifically stating it that you are really much less focused on. Whether something's a Pleiadian message or a this or a that, if it resonates, it resonates, and that's the measure. And because um, I've I've been on a lot of different sites that talk about star seeds, and you know sometimes it's like, oh, you're a Pleiadian, I get it, and I I immediately want to, where's the door? Can I go <laughs> now? <clears throat>
3: It feels like a type of segregation sometimes.
1: Well, yeah, like further division, like, okay, let's give up, you know, that we're black and white and red and yellow and rich and poor and, you know, American and something else, and and let's be a whole other bunch of divided people. That just doesn't sound like Mm -hmm. fun to me.
3: Yeah. I think the the whole purpose behind the star the things and the reason we love it is because we're looking for something to belong to, but along the way I think we forget that we want something to belong to. So we'll, why why subdivide? Okay, we're star Seeds. We're all in that. We don't need any other names. Or we can have names, but we're all we're all in this party. Let's titles. have fun with it.
1: We don't need no stinking titles. Yeah. <laughs> and and and, um, and so it allows people to come in there and find uh, inspiration because you can't whether you've made up the rules of where to look or whether you've taken on somebody else's rules of where to look you're probably not going to find your inspiration because it's rarely down the hallway that says rules it's where it is you know yours is music uh, obviously since like about three years old and um uh, uh, and so that's uh, the reason that I always manage to make time, sometimes somehow to. And of course, the th- I come across stuff that's a perfect fit for over there, just by synchronicity. So, uh, but it is a fine thing you're doing over there to provide us a, 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 what, to me, when people arrive feels secure and safe in being who you are as opposed to who we think you ought to be. And that's a, that's an amazing service.
3: We all do it. You, everyone else. Um, I just do my part. And while we're all, you know, trying to learn something and yeah, maybe I open a site, but the site is teaching me something too. So you have to look at me as, yeah, I, maybe i started the idea but we all see this idea somehow um, um and and it's ongoing and a lot of people always ask what the 411 is i uh, <laughs> i don't know what uh what inspired me to do that at that moment but i know what i was probably thinking um i love numbers i love mathematics and things like that i'm, I'm really keen fond of uh uh, numerology and astrology So one of the things that I really dive into a lot the Numbers especially So um, I actually studied The uh, the the Kabbalic vibration of the actual phrase Starseed 411 to make sure It fit um, I believe an 11 vibration Of channeling I think is what I was Looking for so when I chose it I actually chose something like that and I thought it was really cool Because I know folks who do that um, If you even look at the way our Structures are in politics, uh, certain buildings and things like that, like the White House and things like that. They actually emphasize that it goes all the way back to the Egyptians and the Atlanteans and the Lemurians and whale universally, probably. But it's basically just um, using uh, synchronicity to magnify a certain energy, and I I wanted to do do that that way, so I chose that. But the four one one means. Information for those who don't know that might not be in America who don't use 411. When we dial 411 here, you get your or it might not be the way in every state, but it used to be unanimous that you would get the information hotline. So all it is is just information.
1: Right, that was that was directory assistance for a long time, and (laughs) then uh, now you can call 411 and say, you know, I'm looking for a restaurant, and they do that too. Blows my mind. Uh, I used to, you know. be just you know find you a number you had to give them a name and a city and they would give you a number
3: oh, that's a wonderful segue Rick I never even thought of that one <laughs> I told you we're all a part of this you see I didn't even think of that it and was, that's just wonderful
1: it was the number department
3: <laughs> so we're uh, cruising
1: right along It's it's such an intriguing story it's hard to break in
3: Jean, oh, yeah. I, Jean is I, I usually
1: a font of questions, and uh, she's over there soaking it up. I can feel her doing it. Yeah, Gene, I love you. Ah, so let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll play uh, from the depths, and uh, tell us uh, a little bit about where that came from. And then when we come back, we're going to recite all these uh, websites again, so that. Everybody can find you online, your music and your Starseeds. Awesome. I'll call it Comfortable, Safe Place for Exploration, also known as starseed org. <laughs> so what about this from the depths? You were in the depths or the music was in the depths? What
3: happened? When I say from the depths, I'm actually thinking the void, space, Um a lot a lot of some of my electronic themes are very space, and, and I like to put in the title what, what I was basically um, resonating with when I was creating it. So what I'm thinking from the depths is from the depths of space. Um, I think there's a, even some sounds in it that sound like water drops, briefly. Um, you, you might have to um, pay attention to the backgrounds, but that one has a lot of elements in, into it that actually come in and out. Smaller elements, but it's basically derivative of something from deep space, or okay. out of this world. However, you want to uh, look at from
1: it. from the depths, not in a, yeah, in any sort of a negative. Really, in a positive context,
3: I like oh, it. Oh, it's it's all positive. The universe is benevolent to me, so whenever it's, I talk about it, it's always uh, in a, in a is. blissful way.
1: I think it was Einstein uh, uh, that said, "You know, you really have one decision to make." And that's whether you live in a friendly universe or an unfriendly universe. And then go from there. <laughs> so uh we'll check out a little from the depths. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us folks.
3: Enjoy guys.
1: There you go. From the depths. Good stuff.
2: I love that one.
1: I like the water drops in the stuff. It's very cool stuff.
3: Thank you. It's very a lot of my music I enjoy listening to it in the headphones because that's where I make a lot of it nowadays. I have to use some um some Sony. I'll tell you the exact name. Sony MDR that 7506 studio um, standard headphones so that I can hear all the frequencies. So if you listen. listen to them in the headphones, you might hear some things that might not be there um, versus playing them in the speakers. Yeah, that's a good set of phones. Yeah, well, you know, when you got neighbors... music guy, you know. <laughs> when you got neighbors and stuff and you got kids, you, might, you know, playing them out loud on the monitor might not always be the best idea, so it's and it's when you're pretty good sometimes
1: writing music and coding websites at 3 a.m., it's, it's good. Headphones, <laughs> good. Right. <laughs> so uh, let's let's be sure and tell all of our uh, podcast listeners or anyone that's uh, listening and is not near a screen. I have all your links up in the chat room for everybody. But uh, let's let everybody know where they can find you on the net.
3: All right. Uh our Star Seed website is, and I don't. When I say Star Seed is open to anyone, um, it's basically a forum for anyone that's interested in metaphysics or, um, you know, wanted to talk about just anything um, that's spiritually based around... Uh, I like to call myself a, a Gnosis, which is about truth, anything that resonates with you, you, you know, and you're welcome there. org. Um uh You can also find my music at... One of the links is uh, www.soundcloud.com forward slash starseed, and I spelled S-T-A-R-S-E-E-D, music, with a K instead of a C at the end. So that's starseed music. Um, so that's www.soundcloud.com forward slash starseed music. Or you can find me at ourstage.com forward slash B Don, B D O N, as in Nancy. Beautiful. We'll have all those links
1: included in our archive. Uh, we'll have up within uh, an hour or two after the show. Um, it's been fantastic. It's, it's amazing how it took so long for us to get you on, but everybody comes <laughs> at just the right time, right?
3: Oh, you guys are fun. I enjoyed my time with you today. It's actually the highlight of my day. Aw. Playing Gina, in the sandbox. Even though you're, you're back there doing your self key, I can feel your presence.
2: Uh, <laughs> I was very zony tonight, um, but your music has that effect on me, and I think your presence has that effect on me, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you can get me to shut up, that's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mentioned before,
2: brother.
3: you know. Getting Gene getting to hush.
1: But, you know,
3: uh, today is actually the end of um, Mercury retrograde, that period of, of the planet Mercury appearing to move um, um, in a backwards motion, which, you know, affects communication and it affects electronics, um, equipment, and, and travel. It's not, you know, before then, you know, it's not good to start new ideas during Mercury retrograde. It's only good to nurture existing ideas. You know, and and just you know, kind of help them birth along. So, on this new day, it's like a fresh breath for doing new creations and for communications and for traveling again. So, it's a lot of vitality, um, and it's like a rejuvenating process has um has amped up to another level now. So, Jen, you might be feeling that too. You know, it's like possible, a, like brother. a breath of fresh air.
2: I haven't been uh, I haven't been sleeping at all for. At night for the last like i don't know how many how many days it's just been this last four or five days it's been a nightmare for me at night, and I think it's um
1: Myself. i don't
2: know i don't follow the I don't follow um the different reasons for my energetics to go wonky um uh-huh. but apparently they do affect me so <laughs> yeah and
3: well, it's there's just four kinda, ret- I think there's four retrogrades a year, so it's always good and stuff so, to be aware of that if if you see that if you notice the connection you have to it.
1: I'm just going to take what comes and deal with that because I don't want to read anything and create something for myself. I wasn't going to have to deal with. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my reason for it. I mean, usually it's Rick. that will come out later and go, Hey, sunspots yesterday. That would explain your mood, but,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes Um, my mood, you know, I was in a funk this afternoon and,
3: huge. and
1: I, I find often, uh, if, Rather than, you know, okay, I'm in a funky mood, and this is not me. Now I'm going to search. What is it that has made me funky? (laughs) It it is not real functional, you know. It's At least for me, it's easier if I just Just sort of let it be and go with it, and then the reason just sort of surfaces, and then it's like, well, that's ridiculous, and then poof, it's gone. Uh, Whereas the searching for the reason is almost like holding on to it or something. It's... (laughs)
3: I can understand. It works for you, Rick. You know, you know how that goes.
1: Everybody's process can be different, but you know that that would be one of my processes: is just you know go with it.
3: I can't help not analyze. That's that's something about being a double Virgo. I, I'm constantly like a you know a scientist is analyzing things psychologically, um, spiritually, everything. So, uh, I can't help but pay attention to it and see that type of thing. But at the same time, that, uh, the meditation. When you're a deep thinker, and the, for the folks out there who are like that, and your mind chatter goes on a lot because you're constantly analyzing, meditation is 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 if not as, it's more important for you because um, shutting down that mind chatter and just allowing things to flow into you, you know, is can be very rejuvenating um, after all of that thought beating your <laughs> you know beating you up beating up your brain
1: right. All right. Yes. I have several encyclopedias of only occasionally useful information rattling around up there. So,
3: yeah, you
1: know, sometimes hard to break through. But, uh, but it was funny when you were talking about that. You, she said you sometimes know things without really having a reason to know it or knowing why you know it. Uh, because I've done that's something I've done all my life. All these trivial facts that come out of my head. I don't really think about them all the time. They just and it People will do that. They'll say, "You know, you're you, you're funny sometimes. Tell a joke." And I, I'm not so good, but you know, in the moment, in the flow of a conversation, if something funny comes, it comes, and it's usually funnier that way. Of course, I you know I could get by my weeks just hearing Gene's giggles now and again through the show, and then we, you know, it's good stuff.
3: You're definitely a um, a high what I call a high channel, right? Um, so that may it may come out in different ways for you, but yeah, like when you things will just flow through you. You definitely do that. I A long, definitely see that. In yeah, some I do more that. Conversations. <laughs> I
1: do that when I am rewiring light switches at age three. You were you were playing the piano. I was rewiring light switches. <laughs> I don't know. I just as long There's as I stay of, age. As long as I stay out of my own way, I can look at most electrical or mechanical things and just. I never see what's wrong. I see how it's supposed to work. Then I have to try to work it and see what doesn't match what I've seen to start with. It's funny. It's a weird process. But I've always enjoyed being weird. I've seen normal. I'm not interested. Thank you.
3: <laughs> hmm.
1: We'll pass. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming and spending some time with us in our sandbox and couch and all of thank that. Thank
3: you guys for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm greatly honored. I really enjoy you know, it's it's like being in the uh, in the chill box with you guys. We just put our feet up and just talk. I really didn't get the feeling like I was on a show or anything like that. It's like uh, I'm in your house drinking coffee and we're just chit chatting.
1: Mission accomplished. Plan, you know? <laughs> mission accomplished. We say we don't plan. I guess we do plan that for everybody to feel comfortable and just chit chatting.
3: That everyday connection, huh? That's the one. Mm-hmm. Profound
1: things come out. When that happens, and uh, and it's been quite enjoyable, sir.
3: Can never go wrong with that, because it's basically just allowing the the perfect, perfectness of the moment to do what it does,
1: do what it do.
3: Yeah, people do are, what it do. <laughs> people are
1: awesome as long as we quit trying to figure out how to be awesome. Can't figure out how to be something you already are. We're all running around looking for our glasses, and they're on our heads. <laughs>
3: But um, hey, I wrote something down. It's just a, um, two lines, you know, my channel phrase for the day. Okay, that I wanted to say what I wrote was um, this: This is for everyone. If it resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, you can just throw it out. But it's if you go with what naturally feels good to you, uh, it will never steer you wrong. The universe is naturally benevolent. Um, and understanding is not the prerequisite for happening. Like my. Buddy Lavender used to always say, I'll add to that. And that's all.
1: Very cool.
2: Yet another fantastic way to end a show. Yes. We have the coolest guests.
1: We have the coolest people we get to hang with. It's mm-hmm. right fun. Too. I like it. I love <laughs> my job. Your job loves you. It's pretty <laughs> yummy. Pretty <laughs> yummy. <laughs> so. We have Inez, of course, coming uh next a little Tuesday.
2: Animal Communication. A
1: little Animal Communication. And then on Thursday really cool. you a show you might want to catch, Brandon. On next Thursday we're gonna have Kofi Baker and Tony Spinner.
3: I already saw it and I got it locked. <laughs> you that's, have some awesome guests, Rick. That's gonna be and you some, have some fun. awesome hosts. You oh can well, have the guests interview the host one day.
1: We do the they did that to me on my birthday. We're going to have to figure out when we're going to do it to Jean. Because we do it on our birthday. She might expect it. We've got to catch her off guard, as I was not expecting what happened. But it was tremendous fun. But, yes, Kofi Baker is the son of the famous Ginger Baker, who was in the band Cream. And Kofi, together with Tony Spinner, who was the, uh, from the group Toto, um, now have this Cream experience. They're about to launch their European tour, finishing up here in the U.S., so Coach that's C. just going to be right. awesome.
3: How could that not be awesome? Liz, my wife Liz probably knows. Uh, if you say that name, she'll probably just tell you everything about it. She is such a trivia when it comes to music and football. Ah, well, and, and Cream,
1: <laughs> Cream, of course, had, besides Ginger Baker on drums, they had, uh, what, uh, Eric Clapton playing the guitar.
3: Oh, yeah, Eric Clapton.
1: And um,
3: I know Toto for sure.
1: And yeah, Tony Spinner was the uh, guitar and lead singer in Toto, and um, uh, so he's singing and playing the guitar. And, uh, but I know you the pictures I've seen. Of, I know the pictures I've seen of Kofi. He's sitting behind the drums, and his hair's all wet because he's sweating because he's been beating those things so hard for so <laughs> long in the show. And uh, uh, so it's got to be good. He he plays with his dad sometimes too. You imagine your dad's the ginger breaker played with Garrett Clapton before he was famous uh, huh. that would just be you know wow, like being John Lennon's kid or Paul McCartney's kid, or you know probably have a little music in your life, I would guess
3: uh-huh. as a gift to you and Gene, uh, Liz, and I are gonna go on to Change Makers, and we're going to um, donate something to your guys's cause. Oh, uh, as long as what we're doing with the music and nothing I think it's a wonderful thing and uh you know you got hey. my support but I wanted to vocalize that since I had this chance to use my voice to help you just like you do for others that's awesome uh, we you know, love we so do we just yeah. love our friends and, and family. family by the weekend I, I promise you that I confirmed but, it with the wife I, hey I believe
1: it, it was, I was I was having a rough spot Oh gosh it's got to be over a year ago now and uh Brandon all of a sudden in the chat room's like, you know, hey, PM me your address. I send you my address. He sent me a pizza. <laughs> so, you know. That's I, I,
2: awesome.
1: He called up, you know, the delivery place, had him bring a pizza. And uh, so, you know, a guy that will do that.
2: Okay, now, Brandon, do where do you live? Says.
3: I live in Columbus, Ohio.
2: You live in Ohio and you had a pizza delivered to freaking Houston, Texas, because your buddy was having a rough time of it.
3: That's my brother. And that he... is
2: the coolest shit I've ever <laughs> heard.
3: It was nothing, honestly. It was just in the moment. I was just talking to Rick and you know and. But
2: it's not. I, nothing. It, I know what? Rick
3: loves pizza and he always talks about the pizza place. So I just it just came to you know to say hey Rick you want a pizza I was. That's awesome. You know, and I could tell, you know, Rick was like, I said, pizza, and he liked pizza, and I loved it, too. So it, it really, you know, made his day, and I, I felt really good about doing that. It actually that was totally it actually was awesome. a learning experience okay. for me, too, about not, not using distance as an excuse to, you know, try to make a difference in people's lives in however way you can, you know? It was awesome.
2: That's it. It really that is was. Awesome. One of the That's best awesome.
1: pizzas I've had in the last five years.
2: I bet you it would have been.
1: I we bet you, you will never rest. ever
2: forget that
3: pizza. Not so long as I live. There's well, I'll never forget Rick. So I mean, uh, Rick is better than the pizza. i, I would do anything for to, to make sure, uh, yeah, he he's content. Because we all have our days, and you know, pizza can really make them a lot better. We just had our our pizza yesterday.
1: <laughs> See That's there. Pizza. Abraham even said that one time. Said, "Look, you've done all the desiring and the wanting and the stuff. Now go make a pizza."
2: I've got to find a place that does gluten-free pizza.
1: We have one here. In, uh, of
2: course
1: you do. But there's a couple of good options, too, in the frozen section of the store.
2: Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy's.
2: Yeah, you can get gluten-free frozen Amy's pizza? Good brand. Yeah, yeah.
1: Amy's Organics is a good one.
2: Really? Um, I have to check that shit out. I wonder if we have that in Canada.
1: She you, and her want, husband, you should. I, I, I wouldn't would think so. She and her husband were like, you know, we're living like everybody else, and sometimes we're having to throw stuff in the microwave. But we don't want to eat this junk, so
3: <laughs>
1: they started freezing their cooking stuff and freezing it on the weekend. And next thing you know, Amy's organic in the store. So yeah,
3: there's a YouTube video. You saw that? You saw that uh, episode, Rick, or that that show where they did that? What you want to call it? That segment on Amy's and how they started. I I haven't seen it, but I've I've read about it. I've been eating it. Oh, you read about it? I, everything you're saying, I actually I, I saw it by actually watching. There's this documentary they did on TV. Very cool. So you can actually go on YouTube and you actually could see I'll the check story. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The visual, you know, like a visual perspective to 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 you know that what you read would probably be really nice too. Oh,
1: I think that'd be awesome
3: because you are doing something that. like
1: that. It, it, it's it's sort of like you know. Okay, we like convenience, but we don't like What is in this? I can't pronounce that. I don't want to eat it if I can't pronounce it. And
2: it's ridiculous. I'm like I I'm at the point where I'm giggling my way through the grocery store every time I set foot into it because you get past the fruit and vegetable aisle and everything after that is just total confusion for me. Even some of the meats, I'm giggling my way through looking at the at the labels cuz <laughs> <laughs> like do people look at what they're eating and i just it's i I've, I've never noticed how much wheat has impregnated our society like we literally make everything out of wheat it's With in everything it's in drinks it's in candy it's in gum it's in sauces
1: it's it's it, everywhere
2: it's everywhere it's a wheat invasion it's insane but i i I digress because it's yeah. getting on in time, and we really
1: should go. But. Should let everybody go, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not the wheat that your grandparents ate. No, it's different because of this green revolution in the '60s. My my brother-in-law was a wheat farmer. I have stayed up all night cutting wheat during harvest time, and uh, oh man! Uh, but it's 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 not. It's not the wheat that everybody used to eat. It's wheat that some guy made up.
2: It's not the same meat, it's not the waste We should quit ate.
1: eating that. You know?
2: Yeah. It's like it's the
1: difference between grass fed beef and this grain fed beef. The grain fed beef is icky. Make you sick. Give you heart disease. The grass fed beef does the opposite. It clears yeah. out your arteries. So, you know, we should leave things alone some more.
3: <coughs> That's something nice for another segment too, Rick. Yeah.
1: Guy has got that whole thing worked out if we'll just quit fiddling with it. Anyway,
3: um,
1: thanks, everybody, for coming. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, join us next Tuesday for Inez Martin's and some animal communication. And until then,
2: stay connected.
1: Wow. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page, at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on iTunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection